One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two world-renowned favorite daytime hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful afternoon for a podcast. (laughs) It's 2.30 in the afternoon, not 2.30 in the morning. What? so wild. And what... Man, the 2.30 light is just doing something. You're just glistening. Thank you. The sun is really in the right spot for me right now. I love I love natural lighting. It's so much better than light bulbs. Mm, yeah. Although you could get one of those uh, bright white fluorescent light bulbs that would do the same thing the sun does. Oh. But apparently they cause seizures or some shit. I don't know. Oh, it's like, good. <laughs> yeah. Like, people... The, the, the way that it because the LED lights are all just like a constant micro flicker of something and it could like send people into yeah, the tracks. Yeah. For a while there, that's what we thought gave grievous seizures. But oh, it's not. light bulbs. It's, it's, no more light bulbs for you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone candlelight. We're going back to candlelight. It is funny, though, how like everything circles back like, you know, vinyl went out to CD and now vinyl's back. Right. Yeah. Maybe one day. We're going to get so advanced with our light bulbs that it's just going to be like G- like GE comes out with the new natural lighting and it's just a candle. Yeah. Inside of a glass bulb. Cute. I think we're I think we're on our way there. I think so. The pendulum, man. One it way swingeth <laughs> and, and it, it swingeth the other way. <laughs> Oh, goodness. How are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you since the last time we recorded is what it feels like. Um, good, good. Just hanging out. No. Vibin'. Vibin'. I tried to go to Florida last week and was unsuccessful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Yeah, it I- sucks. Booked a flight out of Atlanta, drove to Atlanta, waited. The flight got delayed and then delayed and then canceled. And then I was scrambling, trying to get on a new flight. And they were like, uh, there's nothing. And so then I just had to turn around and drive back. You so know, my favorite, my favorite thing about driving to another city is the drive back from the city. <laughs> I was going to do it. I was just going to do it a different day, not the same right. day. But I did stop at Bucky's. There, so like classic. I've never been. Bucky. Still never been. I know. Next time you guys come, we should go. I'm ready for that life-changing experience. I, I hear that yeah. it's life-changing. It really um, is. So, everyone, before we jump into this episode, first things first, make sure you hit that like, that follow, that subscribe, that five-star review button, whatever it is that you see. If there's any one of those that you've never hit before, hit it. And hit it hard. Hit it with conviction. Hit it with your fist bump. Hit it with your tongue if you're really feeling it. Uh, we're both very attractive people, so I feel like hitting it with the tongue is, uh, you know, totally kosher with us. And also make sure to go to Instagram, Twitter, 
any social media where you can find us. Go to uh, search Gray's Academy Pod and follow us there for the latest updates. Follow uh, me on Instagram at Carmen.Gabriel.Official. Follow Kelsey on Instagram at ChaoticallyKelsey. And with that, we got an episode to do. And Kelsey texted me that this episode is the one that made her go through an emo phase or That's something like that. That's not true. That's not... I, the, the words I wrote were, this episode made me emo. Meaning, this episode made me emotional. That so okay, that makes more sense. That's what the, I wasn't the, understanding. The words that I wrote. You said <laughs> this episode made me emo, but you yes. watched this episode live. Yeah, but I watched I went like I I texted it to you right after I finished it last night. I was like, But the oh, way this episode made me emo. The way that I interpreted it was that this is the episode that puts you in your emo phase back when you saw this live in high no. school or college. I understand that that's how you took it, but that's wrong. <laughs> because when people feel emotional, they say emotional. When people say that they're no, emo, no, no. they say they're emo. I understand that you as a grandfather who is out of touch with the youths oh, don't okay. know what people say. But people oh, say this, oh, this is making me emo. Like it's giving me em- emo is short for emotional. Like, are you aware of that? Are you aware that emo is also long for emo? That doesn't even make sense. Emo is emo. You're just saying like, noise. Go back to high school. Emo is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. Oh, boy. You don't need my life. I need one of those fucking Blackberry Izzy drinks. Those are so fucking good. I saw the cup and I thought, remember when I was, remember when I was at your house and I was drinking out of those cups? But I just filled it with those Izzy's. So, so this good. episode is really, when it ended, I was like, this episode specifically really validates my Derek hatred. Like, this is some... Oh yeah, Derek this is bullshit. he's a dick. I was like, "Oh, I'm mad." So I so also that was not the part that made me emotional. No, 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 no. There was a lot of other there. There were I think there were two two times in the episode where I was also feeling I was I was emo. I was in my emos. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Sure. In in my what was it in my feelings in your feels. In my, in my feels, I was in my emos. Uh, <laughs> two particular times this episode we'll get to. Um, but uh, this episode is, it's tough. I, I left this episode watching it last night after watching the newest episode of Ahsoka, which is a fucking banger. Like, <laughs> easily the best episode of a Star Wars show that I've seen in a long time. Since probably actually since probably the finale for Obi Wan for Kenobi, mm. so hello there, <laughs> hello there, General Kenobi. <laughs> it's so interesting how like hell, he just said hello there, and then like that was the thing that the fandom like latched onto. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't well, anything like life altering. You know, it's it was. Not- Hello there. I know, but like it's not at the same time. It's wild right. that that's it's so the thing simple. that like they used it yeah. very well in the show, I thought. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So the Ahsoka episode was just so fucking good. And then I watched this and I was like a little bit let down. I was like, man, this was not as good as Ahsoka. So I did that to myself, but I'm just going to go ahead and preface this episode of bear with me, everyone. This episode, I think, is a better episode than I'm going to give it credit in my notes. So I think <clears throat> I was like watching. I was like, oh, it's a good episode. You know, it's like telling a story, whatever. But then like at the nearer to the end, I was like, oh, my heart. Yeah. And like I just like kind of caught me off guard and I like didn't expect to have feelings um, in the moment that I did have feelings. in. so, um, I mean, I think it's, it's like it's yeah. Coming off of what we've just experienced, it's not like a wild you know, roller coaster and like a, the most life altering episode we've seen, but like it's a good episode of television. It's just like kind of putting us back into the Grey's canon out of the um out of the crossover times. I yeah, that I agree with. Um also anyone who listened to the last the last episode or if you haven't followed us on Instagram Kelsey posted the, the the trailer for the last episode, 
And uh, it is super wild, but it's also funny to to think like they also called it out the the con- the dramatic conclusion of the private practice crossover. And I'm like, oh yeah. boy, this is- doctor. Or I just cannot. Like it was I was and the I way personally that it, the like punches the punches hit like <laughs> in like the flashes, you're like, oh my god. It's like a a Michael Myers strobe light punch. Yeah. Oh goodness. I don't know. It was wild. Yeah. It's uh right. it's fun. There were some moments in this episode where I was like, Why are you doing that? Yeah. Like drama wise, I was like, "What's the fucking point of this?" Yeah, I hate it. Oh, um, okay, well, let's talk about it. Well, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Let's, let's get right, right into in it at ten minutes. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the seventeenth episode of the fifth season. It is the ninety-fifth episode overall. We are wow. five away from a hundred. We are so close, and it is called. I will follow you into the dark. And that is such a song. That is such a song. Anyone who is uh, emo. in there. Yeah, yeah, everyone who's emo. See, th- exactly. That's the right use of that term. Words uh, have two meanings. Emotional damage. <laughs> Death cap for cutie. Here we are. Uh, anyone who uh, had gone through any emo phase or basically just had a pulse in the year 20, 2005 when this song was released knows this song. This was like. Yeah. You had, this if, was like you would have had to try not to know this song. <laughs> yeah. It genuinely. I I dated a girl who had a death cab for cutie shirt. And I remember the first time I, I saw the shirt, I was like the fuck is this emo shit what the what are you doing and i listened to the show the song and i was like <laughs> uh it's just it's just so good so I, i'm also a big death cab for cutie fan also spoiler alert like the five out of five this was already on my itunes playlist this is this already existed in my phone but i'll follow you into the dark is a song released august 30th 2005 this was the third single so i i'm gonna see if i can pull up the other two ones that released from this but it's the third single from their uh fifth album which was plans uh the other singles for that were uh crooked teeth and i will possess your oh wait no no that's not <laughs> what i was looking for that's a totally different album that's my bad um <laughs> so anyway i'll see if i can try to find that but this song uh was uh, very well received critically on the charts. It reached as high as number 34 on the U.S. Adult Top 40 and number 28 on the U.S. Alternative Airplay. Um, the singles in the U.K. reached number 66. It reached number 6 on the Rock and Metal U.K. charts, which is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it reached number 42 in Scotland and 44 in Canada. So... The the album itself, obviously, so it's it's all about death. Um and uh what's I'm trying to see if I can like from memory. Um if heaven and hell decide that that they're both they are both that they both are satisfied, satisfied, uh they'll illuminate the doors on their vacancy signs or they'll illuminate the no on their vacancy sign and uh There's no one there's no one besides you. Yeah. When your soul embarks, I'll follow you into the dark. Also, um, I watched the video before we recorded because I just like wanted to listen to it. So I pulled it up on YouTube and that's a weird ass video. Never seen the video. I don't think it's weird. Is it any weirder than the uh, Hungry Life the, Like the Wolf video by Duran Duran? I don't know that one. You should watch that. So anyways, that's what I got. But again, spoiler alert, this has been in my iTunes playlist uh, long. long I downloaded it. It was not on my phone. It was definitely on my iTunes, though. So I don't know why it's not on my phone. I guess it didn't all translate because it's been 112 years since I had iTunes on my computer. And since I now have a phone in my hand. So I was like, I'm going to add this right into my little library. Oh, yeah. So I can emo whenever I want. Took me right back, right back to high school. Yep. Yeah, it's also it's when when that little guitar riff in the beginning comes in, you mm. know, you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, take me back in time. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, with that being said, 
perfect score. Five out of five on the Carmen scale. Kelsey, back to you, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, this episode was written by Jenna Bands and directed by James Frawley. It aired March 12th, 2009. So there was like a little bit of a spring hiatus in between the crossover and this, like two weeks, two or three weeks. And then um, it had 13.54 million views. And the synopsis on Netflix is after learning at a deposition that more of his patients have died than survived, Derek decides to quit. But Meredith refuses to give up on him. I didn't feel like he was quitting. He did say he quit. He did? At the end, when she goes to talk to him, he was like, I'm not going to operate anymore. But that's not saying that I've handed in my resignation notice and I'm done he being a doctor. He said, I'm going to quit. That I'm done. She said, you're quitting surgery. And he said, yes. <laughs> you how, dumb bitch. How, <laughs> Verbatim. I'm like, how did I miss this part? Uh, oh, say, it wasn't in there. It wasn't in um, there. Well, I have the transcript. So just... Wait, I got the receipts right here. Yeah, the thing, down. the thing that uh, I liked about this episode. So there was a lot of, obviously, I'm roller hiding, coaster. I'm done operating. And he said, oh, so you're just quitting. She's like, yeah, you should understand. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's right. What a dick. God, he really said the meanest shit he could possibly say. You're a lemon. <gasps> oh, they're a fucking... <clears throat> You're a fucking lemon. Uh, Also, so I'm just... uh, Bad episode for Derek, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) bad episode for Weber. What the fuck? Also, (laughs) yeah. I honestly don't know who I was mad at more in this episode. At least Derek is going through, like, a traumatic event. And, like, he's not processing correctly. He's lashing out. He's saying the wrong stuff, and he should be held accountable for his words and his actions. But Weber's just being a dick out of spite to, like, Bailey. Yeah. I don't know. It's And he's being a dick unintentionally to other people. Like, I feel so bad for Mark in this episode. Yes! When Mark's coming in there and he's like, I, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to yeah. this. I've, I've, got, I've got lots of notes. Where do you want to start with this? Let's start with Izzy. We'll start with patient X. So we have a diagnosis. It's true. And the diagnosis is Carmen is a fucking genius. I cannot tell you the number of people that messaged me that were like, oh, my God, Carmen predicted Izzy's brain tumor. It's like, well, drink it in, folks. (laughs) I am a Shonda God. You want to talk about God or doctor? Talk about Carmen or God. This was so the thing that I, I, I will say about this is um I need you all to message me directly and be like, Carmen, congratulations. That's first off, that's what I need. Uh, <laughs> was it a lot of our friends or were there people that you've never even met before who were like, Oh my gosh, Carmen did this, blah 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 blah. It was like a lot of people both. Most mostly friends, I'm sure. People who had my phone number texted me and people who are friends with me on Instagram messaged me and they were like, well, I that's- screamed. <laughs> Sorry, I mean like friends of the podcast is when I say friends. Uh, but Ryan and Leah, it's now safe for you guys to text me and congratulate me on how awesome I am. It's okay. Yum. But I didn't see coming that they, so the specific uh, tumor, which I did not write down, if you have that, I'm sure you do, is it's um, connected to liver and oh, I do one have other the thing. Diagnosis, it, hold on. The exact diagnosis. They, they said it was connected to different functions. I did think that Lexi was going to figure out that it was Izzy before the end of the episode. And I think that maybe she has a hint of recognition on it. But, like, I don't think she fully knows. Yeah. But I was getting vibes. Um, Metastatic melanoma with Mets on the liver, skin, and brain. Yes. So it would have been the skin cancer from the mole. But it's already spread to other places. Yeah. The lymph nodes, brain, and liver. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Not a good survival rate. No, 5%. So, a couple months is her prognosis. Yeah. Although the one guy was like, but like, she's a goner. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if only you knew, dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's a rough. Yeah. Although, 
so Lexi, can we can we like just talk about Lexi's point towards the towards the end, or do you want yeah, to? Yeah, I had that, that that conversation. Can you okay read that to us? Read that to us with this your sweet, sweet angel voice. When um, so Lexi comes in and says she's like, "Thank you so much. Like I really learned a lot today diagnosing a patient from start to finish. Like I really appreciate it." And then um, Izzy says, "Well, what would you say to that patient?" And Lexi's like, "I don't know. Like I truly have no idea." Um, what do you say to someone who's about to die? And Izzy says, you say they have a choice. They can run away and hide from it or they can face it. You say they need to be around the people who love them because it's going to be the toughest fight of their life and no one should have to do it alone. And then you give them the odds. And even though 5% survival rate is bad, it's really bad. You say, you say, and Lexi says, screw the odds. People die of the hiccups. My mother died of the hiccups. Survival rate for that is what? A hundred percent. The odds are that she should be alive right now. The odds, the odds mean crap. So people should face it and they should fight. Maybe not those words. And Izzy says, no, exactly those words. Thank you, Dr. Gray. So I want to pause here and just reflect upon something that Lexi said. I forgot her mom died. (laughs) What was her name? Susan? Susan. Susan. Yes. No, I, I, I remembered as soon as she said it, I was like, oh yeah, she is a mom. And that was a whole thing. That was a whole storyline for what season three or some shit. So I, it's a great point. My mom had the hiccups. That's a 100% survival rate and she's dead. So a 5% survival rate means go fuck it and just do whatever you want. Let's live. Let's, let's kick cancer's ass. Yeah. So, it was a good moment, but it was in that scene where I was like, maybe like, do you feel like we're being led to believe that Lexi was in that moment? Like she realized that it was Izzy or I feel like not in that moment, but I feel like that scene, it, it would have been easy to follow if Lexi had put it together. But I think the way that Izzy kind of stays a little more removed makes sense that Lexi didn't figure it out. She did a great job. Also, Catherine Heigl is just so good. Yeah. I just love her. And she's beautiful. But, like, her acting in this, like, it's it's always been good. But this episode, so good. Like, on another level. I actually really liked when she yelled at the interns. When they were like, what's what's our prize? Oh, what's the prize? Your prize is that you didn't fuck it up this time. Well done. You're fucking doctors. Congratulations. Nobody fired you today. That's a win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, when I texted you about that, that customer at work the other yeah. night. God. When you get paid to be a doctor, that's your fucking prize. You don't get to be petty about other shit. If you get paid yeah. $15 minimum wage at a job. Where okay. people come in with the entitlement to treat you like shit yeah that they don't deserve and you don't deserve like oh my god maybe maybe they get some slack but you as fuck and they need prizes those people working minimum wage give them give them some prizes okay yeah because have you tried a pizza party Cool yeah, you're invited. Like, what do people want? And people are like, livable wage. And they're like, mm, what about some cake? Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I was, I was like the candy man for our inventory the other night. I was walking around with a bag of candy, going, "Hey, anyone want any candy?" And everyone was like, "Ooh, yeah, you got any Skittles?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I got fucking Skittles." <laughs> proud of you for sharing the Skittles. Yeah. I did have to hide a couple for myself, though. I, I hid some Skittles, some Swedish Fish, some blue uh, Airheads, the best flavor of Airheads, and uh, Reese's, obviously. So, anyways. But, yeah, it's like, don't don't ask for a prize because you all, you're not very far removed from cutting open Sadie and doing some dumb shit. The only one who gets off the hook is that, actually, that, that girl doctor. Uh, that girl, oh, Graziella. Yeah, because she walked away. She's like, I can't be a part of this. Yeah. You didn't have enough balls to get in trouble. Okay. You didn't have enough balls to be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. What a fucking dumb diss. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great scene. What else What else uh, about Izzy stood out to you in this episode? 
So her like evaluating everyone's lives and futures because she doesn't think that she's going to be alive to see them. She's like, oh, Alex, I can see you in like 10 years with like salt and pepper in your like hair and just like running the hospital. You're going to be such a good doctor. And then she's like to Meredith and Christina, I can just see you in the nursing home just talking at each other with your hearing aids turned off. You don't even know what you're going to like what you're complaining about. Ha 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 ha. And then she's and like, Ugh, I love lunch. And I'm like, that's fucking me. love that's lunch. Me. Like without a death sentence. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. It's like she's she's eating. I don't know. What, what was she It's like chicken salad. It looked like to me. Yeah. She was eating chicken, chicken salad, salad chick for sure. Mm, that jalapeno. She wasn't eating the pickle, though. She didn't have the pickle bite. Mm. Also, I went to Jessica and I went to a, a Jewish deli the other day when, on her mm-hmm. lunch break. Their pickles were not good, and that they used to be great. They must have changed the recipe, but I ate the pickle, and I was like, this is still cucumber. This is still 90% <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> they did not ferment it long enough. just wasn't vinegary enough, you know? Like, you mm. got to take, got to crunch into that thing and get some fucking vinegar in your teeth. Do you know what's never good is a pickle that does not crunch? Like, if I bite into a pickle and there's no crunch, like, it's like I'm going to sue somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cindy makes really good homemade pickles. It's uh, mm, her, her it. grandma's recipe or her mom's recipe. I don't know. A family it's recipe. A, recipe. a family recipe. <laughs> it's a recipe. And she's got Greek and Polish in her. So you know that that shit's good. So <laughs> um, the thing that I didn't appreciate uh, was they they kind of were ragging on Izzy's desire to be like a teacher. And she hasn't been doing surgeries lately. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're the new O'Malley. And George is like, guys, she's I'm, like, I'm, I am right fucking here. Like, <laughs> you, I am literally in between you guys and you are fucking shitting all over <laughs> me. They their friendship group is just so weird. Yeah, they are they, not. They're it's, not nice. Well, I mean, I was about to say that, but I was like, but neither am I. So I can't I can't be too harsh on them. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. You do hate me. But I don't um, say things that are, like, truthfully mean. Like, I don't, I'm not like, <laughs> Carmen is, like, actually the worst employee ever, am I right? Like, <laughs> like right in front of you. Right, right. That's fair. Uh, you, you, you say the overly sarcastic fake truths as hurtful things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Carmen, you're so not funny. Or, oh, Carmen, you're such a bad singer. You know, like you well, say, I mean, those. sometimes you're not funny, but also no. you're never on time. And I do make that joke a lot, but that's yeah, just but that's, the truth. That's, that's not a I, joke. I, 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 I have to joke to about that, it though. so that I don't kill you because that's sometimes fair. be on time. <laughs> I I was on time for a thing the other day. With me? No. <laughs> well, then. But I tried. The thing is, is I desire. <laughs> I desire I, to I be on time. I give for a you. shit about your effort. Oh. <laughs> you and my wife both yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> all of the women in my life have forsaken me that's probably uh a you problem interesting interesting i'm gonna Look tweet about this in the fucking mirror okay all right um anyways yeah, are you done so being mean christina being mean to george <laughs> but then like izzy is really nice to him later when they're like making jokes about her being like O'Malley 2.0 or whatever. And she's like, you spend the most time in the skills lab. You do more research. Like I would be honored to be a doctor like you or something along those lines. She says, and, I actually, I wrote this down because I okay. really like this quote. Uh, you never give up on trying to be a better doctor and never stop, uh, never step on anyone to get ahead. I'd be lucky to be the new you. Yeah. And, and I will say, sweet. I think it's like they harass him, but like when his dad was dying and Christina told his dad that he was the best in the program. Like, I don't think she was just saying that to be nice to his dad. Like, I think Christina's not the type of person to tell a lie to make someone feel better. Like she said it because she does believe it. Like, yeah, her and George don't mesh personality wise, but she can still recognize that he's a good doctor and he can be a good doctor in a different way than like the way she's a good doctor. So, um, 
I think that's what makes it's not an interesting show if they're just um you know five Izzy's or five Christina's like it's the what makes it I interesting mean that would is be the, an interesting show the different Maybe dynamic five between them all. I don't know if I would watch a, a show of five Izzy's unless they were all played by Catherine Heigl. I'd watch yeah, that I knew show. You were gonna say that. Um, uh, yeah, but it's just I would like, watch... I can't with like that much like peppy. I'm like no. I could probably, I I could watch a show of five Christina's. I could watch a show of five. To me, that's just not like or Derek's or Bailey's. the, The different dynamics, like I don't want five super economic, egocentric people. Like. Like I'm, I'm not, not saying I want that. I'm just saying I'm, I'm like, I find those four personalities specifically the least annoying. Yeah. But if that was the only personality you saw, that's still not interesting to watch. I mean, like you're, there's you're, no, conflict. you're right. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Okay. But you're arguing though. No, I'm not. I'm only pointing out. You're that... saying that you would watch it, which is an argument to what I am saying where it's not interesting and I wouldn't watch it. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just having a differing opinion. <sighs> Are you finished? I never finished. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so Izzy is um, having a brain tumor in her brain. So. But only because I manifested it. Yeah. So the the thing, obviously she's going around person to person. She didn't, she didn't go, she didn't have a one-on-one moment with Meredith though, right? But just there was the one with her and Christina in the lunch. Oh, that's she's right. She's like, oh, you guys are like such good friends. But she had the moment with Christina at the end. She had yeah, a one-on-one moment her. with, yeah. She had the one-on-one moment with Alex, obviously, and they kissed. Also, have they told each other, I love you recently? Because he said it. And then, like, Dan, Danny, Denny disappeared, and then she's got this tumor. Has she even said that she loves him back? Am I remembering this wrong? Yeah, she said that she loves him back. I don't remember when, though, but she definitely did say that she loves him back. Like, she said it back to him. That just point. seems like something you'd want to say more of when you got this tumor thing going on. Yeah. But, some people, so, like, say that less. Like, we say it a lot, and some people really don't say it very often. Like, you I used did to not, really not say it ever. Well, that's because I wouldn't say it unless I meant it. <laughs> it's because I really didn't love you. At that point, I didn't. That's why I wouldn't say it. And now <laughs> I love you guys. Oh, God, you're the worst. <laughs> why? Because I say what I mean and I mean what I say. I would love it if you fucking meant what you said. I but always you mean what I say. You just fucking say shit off of the wall. Prove that it. you in the... I don't think that's something you want me to do in this setting. <laughs> no, I totally do. Only if so you prove to me that I'm right. I have receipts from multiple people, you being one of them, that would prove you wrong. <laughs> I don't know what you possibly could be talking about. Anyways, and Carmen's a liar. I am in. But I will say, so physically. here's the thing that about you. Okay. Is that you will say things and in the moment that you say things often, I'm like, he believes this to be true, but like it's, there's like the follow-up is not possible or that, probable. Okay. Yes. I will say, <laughs> but like in that moment you believe it to be true. And then like 10 moments later, you're like, Ooh, yeah, I can in no way keep that afloat. <laughs> but it's, what but the, because it's of a- who you are, you will then double down on it. And be like, no, I will shave my head and give you my hair. Okay. <laughs> no, <Why>? I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like one of the few things that there's. Yeah, there's that really, one you wouldn't, but. I wouldn't do that. Goodness. That's so fucking funny. It is true, though, because I, I, uh, I think I could, I think I feel in my heart that I'm, I'm capable of doing everything. And sometimes <laughs> there's a chance that maybe I'm not. It's not that you're incapable. It's that like the thing, the thing itself is like unrealistic or unnecessary or has Mm. like detrimental consequences that you have not fully thought of in the Mm. moment that you say it as a solution. Also also possible. That's fair. 
That's what I'm saying when I say you will just say things with little to zero thought about what it actually implies. But I mean what I say. You, in the moment you say it, believe that it is something you can execute because you have thought about it in no way whatsoever. I, the I feel like we're saying the is, same thing. is very loud. <laughs> I feel like we're saying the same thing. Yeah, you're just saying it like it's a good thing. And I'm saying <laughs> it like it's a bad thing because it's it's not good. Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, so O'Malley 2.0. O'Malley the sequel. Yeah. Big fan. But yeah, it's nice. It's uh, We have noticed in the last several episodes, like George having no part in this show anymore so it was nice that he got to participate in it again well he wasn't in the show because he was out busy in the skills labs is what we're so busy in the skills labs so busy with this research i am so busy i can't even find the camera right now you guys i also kind of feel like they didn't know how to resolve the him and lexi thing so they just like stopped addressing it yeah and like now it's just not an issue anymore well they did the same thing with they they just kind of gave us why they haven't had it. They were they went from best friends to boning to dating to like not talking. And he's like, I I've kind of like backed off because you're with Alex, but like I'm still here. I still care. Like don't do that. Don't oh with Izzy with Izzy. No, yeah, I yeah. mean with Lexi. Like I know, but I'm saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like they yeah. I think they took They're the retroactively cop out. trying yes. to be like this is why he hasn't been around. Yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. Stop retconning George. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's I, I always find that annoying in in male female friendships of, oh, yeah, like I just was backing off because I didn't know how the guy was going to take it. And Alex did say, like, don't fucking talk to her. But that's well, that's he said, you, don't Alex. talk to me about her. It's fair. I will he say, say he that. never yeah. has been like, why are you friends with George or like, why? I don't know. He's never like pushed on their relationship with like a jealousy thing, which is nice because that's always annoying um, when people do that. But it's it's unfortunately realistic because like a lot of um, people in relationships like don't understand platonic relationships, uh, friendships. Yeah. Um, So it is like realistic to address it. But I appreciate that they were just like, don't just don't talk to me about like, obviously, I would appreciate it more if Alex just like wasn't a dick about it, but I appreciate him being like, don't talk to me about Izzy versus being like, don't talk to Izzy ever. <laughs> Cause that's stupid. Yeah. If oh, you're with goodness. somebody who wants you to stop being friends with someone because they are the opposite sex and they're jealous, that person probably is not the person for you. Yeah. And they're also probably got a lot of own personal stuff going on. Yeah. They're you- probably losers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, anything else with uh with Izzy? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I mean, do we want to talk more about her telling Christina? Because that was we kind of. Just oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that was the last that. thing. I feel like we yeah. were gonna end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go back to the vent. We get the vent. Hmm. Hmm. So. Can I just, well, why why don't you start? You start. Well, I like the choice. Well, first of all, Izzy goes to Christina in the lounge and it's just Christina. And she's like, I need to tell you something because I'm keeping it to myself and I can't keep it to myself anymore. Like I need to tell somebody. Um, And Christina's like, okay. And before that, before that, you don't like me. Right. And Christina's (laughs) like, what? I mean, no. Uh, and Christina's, yeah. or Izzy goes, you know, I don't, I don't, I need you not to like me. And Christina's like, okay, Christina. And I don't think she dislikes Izzy like actively. It's just, they don't click like, you know, Christina and Meredith or Izzy and George or Izzy and Alex or whoever, like their personalities are obviously so wildly different. They're not going to just be besties. It just, it, it wouldn't make sense. So I understand what Izzy is saying and I don't necessarily think she's being like, why don't you like me? It's just, you don't, you know, she, I think she chooses Christina because it's going to come more from like anything Christina does reaction wise will be less emotionally based and more 
like medically based because of who Christina is anyways. Also the acknowledgement that I got from that while it was like very blunt of them to say Mm -hmm. was basically as he was saying, I recognize that I'm not your person. Yeah. But I need, I, I need a person to talk to. Yeah. I need a human who isn't like going to react the way that, you know, George would react or Alex would react. Right. Which also it's, 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 I think important to recognize that George and Alex would both have gigantic reactions in very opposite ways. Yeah. Uh, Like Alex would go straight to anger and George would go straight to like, I'm losing another important person in my life. Yeah. So also we'll have to circle back on the Alex because there's a, there's a cute, a little bit of a cute moment there with Alex and Alex and Izzy. But anyways, so take, take it away. Take, take more, take, take us more through that soon. Christina's like, okay. And so then Izzy says, well, I can't tell you here. Um, so Christina's like, oh, I'm going to share my secret event spot. So she takes Izzy to the vent. And I really like the choice to have this moment be silent. Um, I also really don't. I didn't think it. I would like it as much as I did. Um, and I think logistically it's because if we heard it, they would probably in reality have to be screaming to hear it be heard over the vent. So they play it like they're talking at a regular volume, which I don't think would be the case, but I like that that's how it is shown. Yeah. And it's also, do you remember? <laughs> I, I almost feel a little bit bad for Hunt because this was his secret spot. He shared it with Christina and now Christina's sharing it with Izzy. Yeah. And Izzy's going to share it with someone. I can feel it. <laughs> there was this episode of scrubs where they put a toilet on the roof and one person found out and so the janitor put this toilet on the roof and he's like oh this is great it's my it's my thinking toilet and it's outside so like you just look out into nature and you're just sitting there shitting Mm -hmm. and and jd finds out and he's like and the janitor said don't tell me about my toilet and jd was like well why would i tell people about a fucking toilet on the roof (laughs) So then he says it, and then all of a sudden, everyone in the hospital was in line to go to this toilet. <laughs> I, f- I feel like this is where we're headed. I feel totally. like this is all of a sudden, people are just going to be at the vent, and Hunt's going to need to decompress, and there's going to be <laughs> interns there, and he can't. Now, can't. I'm, upset. now I'm upset Half for his Hunt. Vent. His vent clarity. My vent. Uh, Which I think we are past the prediction you made of Owen and Christina having sex. Was it sex or kissing? I think it was sex first and then you said kissing and I don't think they've had a good kiss either. No. Weird. Okay, we'll get there though. Um so yeah, anything else on the Izzy telling Christina scene? No, but I want to talk about Izzy and Alex for a minute. Okay, first, I want you to predict what you think Christina is going to do next episode now that she has this information. Mm, next episode. I feel like she's going to try to talk to Hunt about a patient and what he would do. Or maybe... No, you know what? Hmm. Christina's going to use this as the thing that lures Derek back in and says, you need to come back to work because there's someone who needs you. Hmm. One of our people needs you. What? Will she tell him who? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's my prediction. So, but do you think she'll keep the secret from everyone else? Everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to work right away. I think it's going to take another episode. She's going to what, what I'm predicting is that she's going to tell Derek next episode, but Derek's not going to come back next episode. Derek can't come back to the show until he goes and finds the ring. That's Derek's like Moby Dick white whale right now. He needs to go and his healing process will include finding the ring that he hit with a baseball bat. What a like piece a fucking, of shit. Like a what fucking a piece child. Of shit. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Oh, I cannot. I'm going to rail on this man in the most 
vicious way possible. Stay tuned for Riley. Fucking hate him so much. Oh my God. What a piece of shit. <laughs> How do you actually mm. feel? Um, mm. <laughs> I feel so validated, we'll honestly. We'll get there. We'll get there. So I, I will say that there was a couple of cute scenes with Alex and Izzy. So yes, obviously yes. she was she was complimenting him. And also, this is the most we've ever talked about fucking Izzy in this in this show. And well, I love probably her. Probably, yes. <laughs> ever. So. At least she, since that time she cut that Elvad wire, am I right? Ooh, man. All of it seems so long ago, yet so, so close. Maybe it's someone will come cut like El- Elvad wire. <laughs> yeah, in Shonda time. This, it's this actually, episode was the course of one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it's too much. Too much. So. We get the first scene where she's like, I can see you being running around this place. And then Alex mm-hmm. finds with one of the patients. He's like, hold on, guys. I think I found the error of the diagnosis. She's not actually epileptic. Yeah. Then Arizona's like, oh, fuck you, Alex. And then Alex is right. And she's like, you're the one to keep an eye on. Good job. Go get him. You're champ. the future of this hospital. Future of this hospital, kiddo. Uh, gives him a little shoulder tap and with her little fist and says, right on, bud. Uh, and then he goes to tell Izzy and he's like, I am not the kind of person who gets a win. I'm the person who sinks. And with yeah, you, I float. I don't rise. I don't, or, yeah, I don't rise. That's what it is. I was paraphrasing. Mine was better. I think with you, I, with you, I don't sink. I was the <laughs> Titanic and now I'm Royal Caribbean. Okay. Not the one that sank. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I'm, the Disney Dream. No Disney Cruise Lines ever sank. They're all good, right? No, they're the ones that also pick people up after the people drunkenly fall off of their boats. Oh, boy. Which, let me tell you, as someone who has gone on multiple cruises, you have to try to fall off of a cruise ship. They make it hard to fall off of those things. You are actively trying if you have fallen off a cruise ship. That's a, that's just so terrifying. Like, but that's on you. Like, just I know how hard is it to not be an idiot? Oh, well, again, on you. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like I those, actively not be an idiot. Those rails day. come up to like my almost my shoulders. Mm, that's a tall rail. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so cute scenes with Alex. It's yeah. nice to see him. I don't love Alex, I know there are people. I know that there are people who don't like that I don't love Alex, or people yeah. who hate that I don't find him as attractive as other people find him attractive. Mm-hmm. But he's a good. I just want to see more good guy Alex. I want to yeah, see we the love good, good guy Alex. This we is like a good, good Alex, Alex episode. So, but uh, yeah, cute scenes with them together. It's gonna be sad when uh, she breaks his heart by dying. In the do season you think, finale. Do you think he'll follow her into the dark? Maybe. Maybe the cancer is one of those contagious cancers. Oh, yeah. The kind that just you just catch. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Alex's patient. The little band geek. Beth. Beth. Beth has a seizure whilst performing in a band competition. And the other little band assholes are really dicks about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, band kids so- are ruthless, apparently. <laughs> They're such Just no assholes. chill. No fucking chill. Um, so uh, they come in. We had to drop formation and the drummers also, and she the two guys like, tripped on you. trampled uh, on. Yeah. Because she fell down. And so people like stomped on her with heavy instruments. And they have no sympathy. None. None. Um, and so she comes in and she like wakes up and doesn't like she's waking up and she's like, oh, no, I had a seizure. And um, seizure patrol comes in, which is hilarious. Um, and they're like, we're not going to win. Blah, blah, blah. And she's really upset that she has seizures. And Alex is like, it's not like you shit yourself. And she says, well, it's, it's actually just like that. <laughs> yeah, which is it's the not fucking the same. same. <laughs> I'm just like, 
I try and remember being a teenager and I just don't remember everything being as mortifying as teenagers in media act. I don't either. And I, I know I was dramatic because I'm still dramatic. So I am sure that like there were, but I just don't, you guys like Michael and I were talking about it. It's going to be so hard to parent teenagers because you just look at them and you're like, I cannot express to you how much none of this matters. But I also remember being a teenager and thinking that everything mattered. The difference so is it's so hard because you're not going to listen to an adult because you're like, Oh, no one understands. I'm like, I do understand. Cause I did it. And like, it so doesn't matter. Like it is. So everything in your life is stupid. Like, I'm sorry, but it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like, I have, I have so many, high schoolers that work at my building yeah. and they're just dumb and you need well, to like, like even if they aren't dumb like even if you are smart not dumb they're, the they're, things they're, that you care about are dumb <laughs> i'm sorry right, like right and i'm saying this from like caring about things that were dumb yeah and i uh. just like when I had, when I would have CPs who were like, Oh, I can't decide of this or such. Cause like my boyfriend or girlfriend is here. I'm like, don't make choices based on that person. Yeah. Please. Never. Please. If you are 17, do not make a choice based on a person you were dating. Please. Yeah. Please. I cannot tell you how little it matters. <laughs> like, the yeah. odds of you staying with that person forever are so slim. Your prefrontal, your frontal cortex is not even fully developed. Like yeah, your frontal lobe starts developing truly when you're like seven and does not finish until you're 25. You do not need to be deciding who you are going to spend eternity with when you are 17. Yeah. Also, I feel like this is the perfect time to just pause and yeah. shout our friend Leah out. <laughs> so we are clearly not doctors. Um, you, I didn't pronounce anything wrong, uh, but you <laughs> followed, you said it I'm, after I, I said sat it. idly by. No, I didn't um, repeat it because I didn't, I don't know. So we were talking about the lobes of the brain and how mm -hmm. Derek is a fucking psychopath psycho. Um, and we were reading off the other lobes and I was doing on the spot brain learning. Um, which also like in your defense, which, you know, I'm the last person to come to your defense um, in your defense. Anything like with the anatomy could not be pronounced more different than it is written. Like yeah. everything makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was pronouncing one of the lobes Ossipedal. of occipital, <laughs> and it's actually pronounced occipital. Yes. And I just want to say the spelling of this. Let me just go ahead and put the, the occipital lobe is uh, O C C I P I T A L. I thought occipital was a good guess. Uh, yeah. Clearly, it just made me sound like. Uh, uh, an idiot. So, um, I will say what was most the other of like my understanding of how things are pronounced come from me watching medical shows. Had I like off the cuff looked at anything on like a diagram of the human body, I would probably mispronounce most of it, except for I have watched so many medical shows. Well, I don't think I've ever heard anyone ever talk about that particular lobe of yeah. the brain. It must be like right. the the bench player of of the brain lobes. <laughs> of the brain, right? Uh, and what was the other one? The the parietal lobe. How did I pronounce it? Parietal. Maybe. I I was looking at I before E, and apparently mm -hmm. I mix. It's it's P A R I E T A L. But I thought the second the second letter is the is the sound that it makes. So I I think I said parietal, and it's the parietal. So. Um, I thought I was doing it right again. Is is it parietal? Is that what Leah said? I think so. I, we've we, if if I'm pronouncing it wrong twice uh, in the same episode in two different ways. Just obviously, Leah, send me send me us a, a, a message. But shout out to Leah for the keeping our egos is, in check. The big one is occipital. That's the big yeah. one. Yeah. So, but we not hope we gave everyone a good chuckle. Yeah, all you doctors out there going, oh, these fucking morons. <laughs> Yeah, Hopefully you listen to this episode. <laughs> this we is the redemption arc. That, that. The redemption arc that you are all looking for. So yeah. Anyways. So good times. Um, oh, excuse me. You're excused. Thank you so much. Um, I think the thing that will be different between the way that we parent our kids and past generations is we have the hindsight 
of social media and time capsuling pretty much everything, right? Yeah. So you can go back. I can't tell you how much I cringe at myself for posts that <laughs> come up on Facebook. Yeah. And I think there was one. You spelled like every single word wrong. It's terrible. And it was on purpose. <laughs> it was yeah. It was a purposeful. I just look like an illiterate jackass. And now <laughs> I don't look like one. I just am one. Uh, but you're but not I trying l- to be one now. It's just <laughs> no. how it turned out. Right. Then I was like, oh, I'm so edgy and emo. Look at how, look at how. Uh, look at how much I don't care about spelling. <laughs> uh, schools for fools with a K. Uh, yeah. So. And we get Anyways, to show that to our kids. We, we've lived it in a different way. So I just, I just I look forward to those times. It like the thing about being a teenager is like it matters in a macro sense. The things you care about and your passions matter in a macro sense, but not in like a micro like world ending sense that you feel when you are a teenager. Like I spilled sense. my cup of coffee on my pants. Now all my yeah. friends will leave me. No, it's yeah. not like then those are shitty friends. You've right. learned a life lesson early. Macro. Yeah, I don't know. It's just wild. Yeah. To think about it. Anyways. Well, think that these kids were like really dogging her and they fucking meant it. Yeah. And that's like on shows. I'm like, where are your parents? Because they're doing a bad job. Like these, you're, they're raising a bad human. And that does matter in a, in a macro and micro sense. Yes. Like that's like. That's important to not be shitty people. That actually does matter. Yeah. So I don't know. They're annoying. Um, so then uh, Alex, she tells Alex that no one wants to be her friend because she has seizures and everyone's like weird about it, um, which again is weird reason not to be friends with someone. I don't know. Um, it's just I, teenagers are weird. Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Anyways, Ugh, um, my chem. Right. So talking about emo. Yeah. Uh, what the best, the best scene in this entire show today, not in the entire in the entire in show episode. in this episode, is when so they're sitting at the end and he's like, and she's like, oh my gosh, a wrestler fixed me, and he's like, yeah, dude, what the fuck, it's all. It's all, you know, like, yeah, you still have a serious heart condition, though. So, like, shut the fuck up. And then the kids come in and go, oh, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, and he's like, no, she's she's good. It was her epileptic bone. And the one girl's like, there's no such thing as an epileptic <laughs> bone. And he cuts her off and goes, are you a doctor, ma'am? Like, yells at her. And I'm like, yes. Yes, Alex. Call a bitch out. <laughs> I would know what the epileptic bone is, you band geek piece of shit. Yeah. I'm a wrestler. <laughs> I love it. I love the little moment scene. of connection that he has with with her as well. Just being like, oh, I was a wrestler, but, you know, now things were different. And you'll have friend, your friends are assholes or not. You're my friends. Well, well, I don't have any friends. And then just there's a lot of moments of connections between him and this girl. And so the moment that I was referring to that was big drama, capital D, is when they're re they're doing the test to see if she has a heart oh, murmur yeah, or yeah. if she is epileptic. So they're doing this test where she, they have to put her under and he has to like stand there and wait, um, like ready to shock her if she crashes. Cause this is like a very risky test. Apparently she can just die. I don't really understand this procedure in any way, but it's, uh, seems to be a big deal and no one wants to do it. Um, and they're putting it all on Alex. So uh, he's standing there with the paddles and like she starts to have the the irregular heartbeat and they're they're like, oh, you have to shock her. And then they wait. They're like, wait, let's see if she comes out of it. And she does. And then they get the diagnosis. And Alex is standing there, you know, Hunt and Arizona are like, wow, you did it. Wow, whatever. And they look over and he's like shaking, fully like shaking, which I don't mind that like that. I feel tracks and is fine. It's when Hunt goes over and he's like, it's okay. Like you can breathe, put down the paddles and he drops the paddles and it just like cuts to the ground. And it's Alex's like the bottom half of his legs and the paddles just like slow-mo, like bungeed up and down. And I'm like, why? And also why? (laughs) 
aren't those live paddles? What if they would have touched his leg? Like, I don't like, know. Like, it's fucking like, I don't understand the point. I'm glad I'm not the only one who is so thrown off by that. Because that's not the end of the scene either. Like, they they pull back and, you know, Hunt is still like kind of talking him down from it. But it it's very, like, I'm going to be artsy. But nothing yeah. else in this episode really matched that in any way. Um, so I hated it. <laughs> yeah. I love that story. I... I was like laughing at it. I'm like, what, 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 uh, what's going on? What's yeah, the point? It really takes away from the scene. Cause like, it's a good scene. Again, I don't mind him like frozen in time, like shaking because he kind of in that moment where they do like they're fighting and they can't decide if she is having um, like an irregular heartbeat or if she's actually like dying and the, the weight of that being on him and like this call is a hundred percent like he's going to own it either way it goes. Um, like that is a big moment. And I don't mind like the, the, like them showing him like with the paddle shaking, but I don't understand that slow-mo drop. It like takes it, takes you out of it. Cause you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Especially it's just like, uh, I know there's a lot of things in the show that you kind of have to suspend belief a little bit. But I don't, I find it hard to believe that a doctor is going to be that negligent to just drop the live paddles like that. I could yeah. be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think that there are doctors actively cutting open their own appendixes <laughs> in in the basements of hospitals. But I do think that this is a little bit less of a stretch. But it just seemed like one of those things where like, it didn't fit the scene. Yes, there was relief. But like how, like the relief could have looked a little bit different. And it was... Yeah, just cutting to underneath the table and it's his legs and it's the the awkward bungeeing of the paddles was weird. It just didn't fit. You're yeah, you, you I think you summed it up perfectly. Yeah. Um it's just yeah, it's bizarre. Not the vibe. But Alex is that uh, up and comer and uh now in the immortal words of George Washington, history has its eyes on you. Uh, yeah, so that's, you know, obviously it ends up well, or it ends it ends well, and he makes the correct diagnosis. They're able to put in a pacemaker that, because basically what was happening is one of the ventricles of her heart was affected by the arrhythmia, so one of, when that one would go into whatever, she wouldn't get oxygen to the brain, which would cause the seizure. So they were able to put in a pacemaker that, was going to solve that problem. Like, yes, she still has this heart condition, but it makes it way more livable than the seizures, which are obviously wildly unpredictable as you specifically know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it ends happy ish for her, I guess, but it's weird to me that we don't get a scene where they're like telling her parents that she's been misdiagnosed and mistreated for six years. Um, but she's grateful, and then I do love when Alex yells, "Are you a doctor?" As well, that's also a very good moment. It's just, it's great. That was a good. That was good, Alex. Uh, and then when they say to Alex, like, you know, you did a great job. You're the future of this hospital. The chief is going to hear about this. Like, you're the one to watch. And then he just immediately goes to Izzy, and he's like, "We're gonna. I want. I don't want to be great unless." I don't want to be the future of this hospital if you're not there with me. Dagger. Fucking dagger. And then he, like, goes to do something else, and Izzy's like, wait! Kisses! So. But no I love yous. No I love yous. Yeah. The only other thing I want to call out for Alex and for this, uh, for little, was her name Beth? Yeah. Is when... So like leading up to when Alex Alex was like, I think I think there's something else going wrong. I think her heart's like cutting out. Like some some shit's happening. When she like looked at him and then flatlined and then seizured, I thought yeah. that it was an emotional thing. Like she was attracted to Alex and that like made the seizures happen. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Like clearly, really clearly, trying clearly to read a lot into this. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- it. Anyways, but then. The other scene I want to point out is when Arizona was like, no, there's no fucking way. Then we're not doing this test. Like, it's stupid. Like, you're stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and he, he, <laughs> you are a moron. And then he he just yells and he's like, I'm not wrong. Yeah. I know what I saw. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Hey. <laughs> Easy. I know what I saw. Okay. <gasps> Where's okay. Rachel? Let's uh, uh okay, let's, let's not yell in a professional setting. Yeah. What a concept. I mean, is that is that the worst thing that's ever happened in that particular professional setting? Like in that he, hospital? No. Since yeah. last week people were physically beating each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't know if there's really ever a scenario in a workplace setting where yelling is the solution. Um unless it is physically loud and you have to yell to be heard, but not yelling at a person for doing something wrong. That's fair. That's fair. That's poor leadership in my yeah. opinion. Or intense leadership. Intensely poor leadership. <laughs> I want people to fear how much they love me. <laughs> Both. Um, okay. What do you think about Alex and Izzy? Taking a quick break for some regional sponsors here. That sounds amazing. All right, everyone. You may hear some sponsors. And if you don't, just enjoy the silence. And we'll be back after these messages. Hey there, everyone. So a uh, little bit of... Uh, a curveball here. We decided as we were recording this episode that when it crossed the two hour mark, we're going to go ahead and split this bad boy in two. So make sure you don't listen to these out of order. We did a whole new separate intro together for the next one, but we appreciate you guys. This is probably going to be with how much we're talking. It's going to be something that we do more regularly. So sit back, relax and strap it down. A new episode starts now.